Join us on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast as we delve into the world of living a luxurious lifestyle as a successful entrepreneur. Our discussions will cover essential topics such as the significance of networking in business, relationship building, leadership, spirituality, luxury travel, empowerment, healthy living, and personal development. We will also talk about how you can leverage your attractive lifestyle and heal and reinvent your life by managing other factors such as mental health, stress, time, and much more. The Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast, hosted by B. Baylor, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And you are tuned in to the most sensational radio show on the airwaves. Yes, prepare to dive into a world of elegance, success, luxury, and sophistication. I am your host, B. Baylor, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this exciting journey as we connect and collaborate toward a life of luxury and fulfillment. Welcome, welcome. This radio show is powered by Voice America, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, and we're live on Facebook, if that's your flavor. And uh, Or you can go to B. Baylor's page or the Voice America. Hey, we really would love to see you guys call in at one 866 472 5788. Um, this guest, you're going to want to take that number down again. Toll free 1 866 472 5788. Buckle up, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready to buckle up? Get ready for an exciting ride as we dive into a world of mastering resilience and overcoming adversity. Uh, while achieving success the hard way, H-A-R-T, the hard way, with my fabulous guest, Emily Hartstone, H-A-R-T-S-T-O-N-E. This is going to be the best episode, and you do not want to miss it. It's going to be thought-provoking. There's going to be discussion. It's going to be eye-opening. There's going to be a revelation. And the women who know that they need to have the secret to mastering resilience, get in here, get in here, because I'm an overcomer. And I'm pretty sure that you may know somebody that knows somebody that is an overcomer if you're not. But I just know this much. Emily Hartstone and B. Baylor, we are the overcomers. And mastering resilience, oh yes, overcoming adversity, you betcha. Achieving success with money the hard way, that's us. Emily, Emily Hartstone, let's get started. And I would love, love, love to take this time to give you guys a little bit about Emily. You know what, Emily, I can't read this whole bio, but let me tell you, because you've got a roadmap. But what I'm going to do, Emily, is tell people a little bit about you. Uh, You are the founder and CEO of From the Heart Management LLC. You are an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, a catalyst of events, 
um, meetings and events, Emily has dedicated her career to helping organizations, professionals achieve their financial goals and motivational individuals to break through personal barriers. She started her professional journey as an event and sales manager, working for several well-known companies. She successfully organized an inaugural conference for a prominent Fortune 500 fitness company and officially, uh, effectively managed their annual summit. Emily took a leap of faith, I love that, Emily, into the entrepreneurship in 2022. And so she started working after corporate America. She just decided, I'm done. And she founded From the Heart Management. It's a multi-level association of business management, organization, strategic planning, events, sales and marketing. This company is amazing, guys. Let me tell you what else. Aside from that, Emily's, her successful career, Emily has had to overcome and deal with many struggles with her health. She was diagnosed with both leukemia and Graves' disease, resulting in significant physical and emotional suffering. The repeated surgeries she underwent have also been detrimental and impacted her well-being. She also established the Empower Her Patients Foundation, and her mission is to provide funding for scientific research and efforts aimed at curing root causes of chronic and rare diseases. Emily, in 2019, you was also recognized as a Connect Association 40 Under 40, and you were on honorary. Emily, I think you're going to be on the Forbes magazine for December. Is that correct? In addition to that, guys, go to the Voice America Luxury Lifestyle, and you've got to read this impressive bio. There's also a press release as well. And I just want to welcome you to the radio show, Emily Hearthstone. Let's dive into this fascinating topic. And I want to ask you the first question as you're coming in is, what does luxury mean to you? Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's always um, so weird for me to listen, listen to other people talking about me. So um, sorry, you guys, I'll have to listen to that. <laughs> to that. Um, but I appreciate it. Um, luckily for me, especially after going um, through the things that I've gone through, is just being able to live a healthy life. I think that a lot of us take for granted things um that we shouldn't and things that are so simple like being able to wake up and walk outside every day um breathing fresh air and um look at what's going on I mean don't please turn on the news but when you turn on the news today and um you know from everything with Israel and just racism and everything is awful it's like watching a movie a bad one um and I just think that we're so lucky um 
a lot of the things that we have and people need to smile a little bit more. And so to me, I think that that is what luxury is. Um, not so much, you know, going out and shopping and buying these luxury items um, that people, you know, think they are when you're maybe a Kardashian, not to name dropper. So you think that about them because I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Sorry, for him. Um, you know. So, so, it, so most people like, oh, she's going to say a Louis Vuitton. She's going to say a Tesla, a Mercedes Benz, or just having this beautiful $300 outfit. Guys, luxury does not always, always have to be that. So thank you. Thank that for that, Emily, because that's what luxury means to me. Freedom, yeah. right? Um, been there, done that, had all that. That was not important. I think we all come to that point to where, where we have to decide what's important, especially when you have a a diagnosis, I call it like it's a death sentence and a diagnosis. And then what your whole paradigm shift, it just changes. And so um, you are definitely the mini B Baylor. I've had two death sentences. I love horses. I'm a business and entrepreneur. I don't have a fur baby. But let me tell you, the collaboration and the camaraderie amongst women um, you know, have many nonprofits on the ground. So I want to just dive right into it, Emily. I want you to take the stage, the stage, baby. And I want you to share your personal journey. And I want you to talk a little bit about resilient, but first tell us about um, this health scare that like to took you out. Yeah. So I grew up um, riding and training horses. That was my life um, and everything to me and all that I knew in my future. And I was in Connecticut, Hartford at the time. Um, and I was just getting ready to fly somewhere, some national horse show. And I was on an airplane and I was flying home. I remember I landed in Atlanta. Um, it's a huge airport. Those of you who haven't traveled there, I'm sure a lot of you have. And you have to run to the airport most of the time as a tran. But I was late uh, for a connecting flight, so I had to run. And my heart just started pounding out of my chest. And I was an athlete, you know, so that wasn't normal. Um, and, I mean, you could look down. I could look at my shirt and see my heartbeat. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not good. So I called home to my physician, and I told him what was going on. He was like, just get on the airplane and make it home, and then we'll figure it out. So I did. I was scared, but I, I made it home and I went right to see him. And he said to me, if you were older, I would think that you had the brain aneurysm, but you're young. So we'll set you up with a cardiologist and just, you know, keep doing what you have to do. Well, I had to travel the next day again. So I, I went back to my office because I still had the job on the side. And um I remember thinking like, there's no way I'm getting on an airplane again. So I, I was scared to call because I just left there, but I called them back and I was like, you have to see me again. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's getting worse. So they told me the doctor wouldn't see me again, but I could go see his PA, you know, it's like, okay, I don't even know what that is at the time, but I went and I was like, someone asked you, and she said, do you have any other symptoms? And I said, well, yeah, now my hands were like tremoring like this. And I was like, look at my hands. So she said, okay, I'm sending you to the hospital for sad blood work. So I went to the hospital, I did the stop blood work, and then I went back into a meeting. She said, I'll call you. 
I got out of the meeting. It was like six o'clock at night and I had a message on my phone and she said, I'm sorry, I wouldn't normally leave a message like this, which is not anything you want to hear. So I knew the next part wasn't going to be good. Um, and she said, I have to stop you from traveling. You have a severe case of Graves disease and you need to see an endocrinologist. Don't, don't fly. I had no idea what an endocrinologist was. I didn't know what Graves' disease was. All I heard was grave, and I thought I was a dead man walking. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. Um, so I Googled it, of course, and saw that it was a thyroid disease, which I also had no idea what a thyroid was, and started freaking out. So finally, she called me back the next morning, and then I learned what all that was. But um, that was the start of the very downhill slope of my health crisis, I call it now. Um, and learning what the healthcare industry was really like when you don't really know. And it was not a fun experience. So, um, I ended up, like I said, being diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is an overactive thyroid. Most people have an underactive thyroid when they have a thyroid disease. So it was very rare. <laughs> So I wanted to be proactive. So I went online and I was like, oh, how do I, how do I cure this myself? Because I never went to the doctor. I never even had like a cold. And I started reading, oh, there's ways to eat to cure thyroid on your own, like thyroid diet, this thyroid diet, that. So I'm like, oh, great. Like you should eat stuff with a lot of salt. It helps like make your thyroid hormone, you know, just be hormone. I didn't know that mine was overactive yet because I hadn't seen like the endocrinologist. So I ended up, you know, pushing myself into thyroid storm. And long story short, I ended up having to have a thyroidectomy and taking my thyroid out. But in between <laughs> that process, I was um, gas split by a lot of doctors because they told me I was crazy and had mental problems because they don't know what thyroid disease is and you get mm-hmm. really bad anxiety. Um, I'm skipping a lot of this story, you know, for time's sake here, but um, it's most commonly diagnosed as a mental disease first. Uh, you're stressed. You just feel like someone's ripped the soul out of your body. It's just, you can't even explain it, especially when you have overactive thyroid. Um, hair falls out. There's just so, it just takes over everything in your whole life. And um, I remember sitting in the ER and I, and you could see mine, it was textbook. Like it looks like a butterfly. Wow. Like, like a butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was sticking out horribly. Ugh. And I can't believe now looking back, like it was so bad. I just must've been like that for so long that I didn't know when I looked in the mirror. Now, when you see pictures, it's like, <laughs> what is wrong? Like, how could you not notice that? And yes, the, mm-hmm. the doctor, he was like, oh, you pulled a muscle in your neck and you know, you have anxiety. Here's some Xanax and you know, take a nap and a chill. I was like, what? I mean, I was, I couldn't even believe it. And I knew because I was an athlete, I didn't pull a muscle. I had horses, you know, shatter my bones. I knew what that felt like. And that's when I first started realizing like, there's a real problem in healthcare. Um, if they're so easily ready to just hear some Xanax and send you on your way and not listen to what's going on. And (laughs) there was and it just got so much worse from there so they took my thyroid out I felt better for about a week and and then all the symptoms came back then the doctor told me um either you have a heart problem or you have a very rare endocrine tumor so I went to the cardiologist and they said no it's not this well then it took me four doctors to find one that would test me for the endocrine tumor because it was so rare they were like no you know there's no way you have it it's like one in two million rare well, they finally tested me for it and it was positive. So then I started uh, becoming a patient at Cleveland Clinic and um, 
it, it's so rare that there's only a few doctors that will perform this surgery to get it out because they call them the bomb squad because once they open you up, there's only like a right. certain amount of time before like blast all over you. Well, exactly. So I wow. take my chances until there's more doctors that perform that. So still to this day, I'm walking around and we, I do have it. I don't have it. I do have it. We don't know. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. This is a story of rare disease life. And so we've moved on from that one. Then I started feeling horrible again, and it was different symptoms. And I just went from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. I kept asking them if I outright had leukemia because it seemed very textbook to me. But they kept saying no, 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 until I finally got on an airplane, flew to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, and they diagnosed me within 30 minutes and said, yeah, that's what this is. And they started treating me. So now they oversee um, my whole um case but i'm here in florida and i i see uh, cleveland clinic for the most part but um i really see myself i'm i treat myself for the most part i go to like iv bars and do vitamin boosters and my diet is very strict but i've gotten myself through most of it i'll start chemo halfway through i'll stop it because i start to feel worse um, we can get into that a little later on how I get through all that, but, um, you know, I believe. And after they did give me a death sentence, um, you know, I, I refused to listen and I kept going and my Nana, um, I tell this story, but, um, I'm here because of my Nana and, mm-hmm. um, I will never forget the day that she passed away. I was here in Florida and she was up in Boston. My father called it was time for me to go there to say goodbye to her. When I got there, um, she opened her eyes and said, like, God, it took you so long to get here. And she took a deep breath and she went to sleep. And it was very clear to me that she waited for me to get there. And I knew that day that you decide when it's your time. Nobody else does. Not your doctor, not your friends, nobody but you. And so when the doctor diagnosed me, I didn't think like, oh, shoot. (laughs) <laughs> um, what is happening I thought of my Nana and I thought like okay I just need to shift some things and figure out what is my timeline and what do I want to accomplish but this is up to me and that's what I'm still doing today so Emily I want to I want to dive a little deeper because that's what a lot of doctors do Uh, And I always talk about health disparities. They want to give medication, especially to women, especially to women of color, and diagnose you with some sort of mental illness. And all this time, you wasted time when you, you know, could have had answers if they would listen. And that's what a lot of doctors do. What is your advice to women when you need to dig a little deeper? Go deep. I can't stress how important it is to advocate for yourself. First of all, a rare disease or a chronic illness or something that's not, you know, the flu or something super easy and common, but it does take an average of nine doctors for a rare disease to get a diagnosis. So if you have something that isn't common, just know going into it, this is doctor number one or doctor number two, and just keep going because you got to get them out of the way to find your diagnosis. I mean, that's what I think now when I go to the doctor, like, huh, well, this is the first appointment of however many in a row because it's you're 
you have to find a doctor that's going to listen to you. And if they're not, fire them. I always say your doctor works for you. You have a right to fire them and hire a new one. And they have they to fire. Have yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels good to fire a yeah, doctor. Doesn't fire it? It feels I mean, you, you have to. Um, right. Also, your nurses are your best friends. Um, I've had a lot of nurses in the, in the hospital are the ones that saved my life because they argued with the doctor. No, she needed this medication or she needed, you know, this test. Um, doctors are human beings. And unfortunately, it's the truth that they can get a divorce the night before your surgery or you have no idea what's happening in their life and you're the next patient that they see. And also just says you have to carry the positivity for yourself. You can be the person to turn their day around. And then they're like really ready to figure out what's wrong with you. So carrying the positivity goes a long way on, on both sides of that, but you just have to advocate for yourself. Some people don't want to call the person sitting behind the desk working, you know, their nine to five because they hate their job. And, you know, yes, Emily, you've already called for your test results today. Okay. And you said you would call me back with them, but you haven't. So here we are calling again. Right. <laughs> Not my problem. You know, it doesn't matter if you're ruining their day. You're trying to figure exactly. out, you know, you're in a health crisis and you just have to. And the system. Yeah. Emily, the system is set up all wrong to, for us to be the advocate, like you're not supposed to ask questions. And as a nurse, I tell all my patients, ask questions, be the advocate, even yeah. for family members who are not in that ram to get an understanding you ask questions say in lay terms you know yeah. so that i can understand so now let's talk about leukemia that radiates with me and you had to get how many rounds of chemotherapy so right now they're doing it once for a week each month if i do the whole thing <laughs> if big if but i've been through more rounds than i can count i mean i'm six each year so and are you in remission no not right no. now emily i've had chemotherapy um i think it was like seven rounds of chemotherapy adromycin and cytoxin for right uh carcinoma right breast carcinoma i get sick at the thought of even saying the word and so my heart goes out to you Thank you. Because, I mean, at some point, I know you want to stop. Yeah. So what are the, what are the after effects of chemotherapy? Yeah, they've come a long way, um, obviously, and there's different kinds. You know, there's the intravenous or the oral. Now I'm doing the oral, which almost isn't better. Um, but yeah, you know, you get really tired, you throw up almost till the next treatment. Um, for me is the nausea and the migraines. Um, like I'm already a migraine person and leukemia just made it so much worse. And then the Florida sunshine, the rain down here. So I just get like the triple trifecta for the migraines. And for me, that's the hardest thing right now. This year has been really brutal for me with the headaches. Um, honestly, I can pretty much deal with everything on top of that. And I just tune it all out, but it is hard. Um, I always say like, you know, when's the next time 
you you really wanted to see like your best friend you know you you grow up you graduate and you move away from your friends and when's the next time you know that they were coming to town or you really wanted something and you just think like oh there's two more days or there's three more days and that's kind of the mentality that I have each time is like I'm like over the toilet sorry it's gross like but like throwing up or whatever and I'm just like oh my god there's like two more days until and that's the reality I just know I saw a movie the other day I don't remember what it was or a tv show and the girl was giving that kind of like the same advice. She was like, I just count to 10 and then I start over again and count to 10 again. And like, how bad can it be? You just get to 10. And then like, what happens after that 10 seconds? <laughs> She's like, you start again. And that's really just kind of how I do it again. And now I'm going to like start that. I'm going to count to 10 and see <laughs> if that helps better. But I just think <laughs> of positive things. You just have to stay positive. You can't let it get to you. And I do, of course, have days where I curl up in a ball like a two-year-old and have tantrum crying my eyes out. I've done a very bad job of communicating that in some of my prior podcasts. And people are like, you know, what's wrong with her? She seems too positive. And I know that there's other people that go through similar things like me. And they're like, you know, is she really sick or how is she doing that? And um, yes, of course, I have those days and I'm in the hospital way more than people think that I am. I just also do a very good job of putting a coat on and sitting up in a hospital bed and showing up for a Zoom call when I have to. You have to. Mm. Oh, and you have done that as well, Emily. And you, and and that's going to be the second half of, of the um, podcast because that right there spells sure resilience that the audacity of you to think about your business yeah you you have to i mean you really have to the biggest thing really is just i think people are are struggling with so many different things right now again because of the news and this movie that we're living in and um a lot of people don't know where to turn. Some some can't even turn to their own family. It's really sad. And um, obviously, like you, you know, we just want to be a place with me and the company. You, I mean, that people can turn to for that. And um, you know, if things that I've gone through can help shed light to you know light the path for somebody else, then I'm here to tell my story or whatever this is, whatever I can do to help other people. I truly believe that is why God keeps me alive, not because I'm this strong superhero. Like, you know, people joke around like that obviously is not the case. And there's a, some reason that I'm beating this. And I think that's why, because I, I have a job to do and it's to help as many people as I can. So if it's, any of you are listening to this and you, you need something or I can help in any way, please contact me because, um, you know, that's why I'm here, truly. It feels like you're calling, um, right, Emily, like you you, you were here and you have a message and God is using you as a messenger. The universe is using you. And there's a second half of you. There's a whole nother um, part of you that no one knows about. And that's the business part. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, and when we come back, Emily is going to talk about the business side, how she's achieved success in the midst of crisis. And if you have questions for her, call 1-866-472-5788. Let's go to commercial. 
Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you ready to elevate your business with V Baylor Coaching and Marketing? Looking to supercharge your digital strategy? Look no further. V Baylor Coaching and Marketing offers tailored solutions to help your business soar to new heights. Choose from our exclusive social media packages. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Contact us today at bbaylor at gmail.com or you can go to the website at bbaylor.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. Welcome back to the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast with host B. Baylor. Have a question for B or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. And welcome back to the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Radio Show. Emily, I want to get right to the point. Tell me about your success in the midst of your medical crisis. I love you, girl. You are powerful and strong. And I just want to hold the energy because your business is your why. So talk about it. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the health part. Um, while this was happening, I knew that something really had to be done. 
Um, and I had a background at that point in association management for nonprofits. So first I started Empower the Patients, um, which uh, advocates for people with chronic illness and rare disease. And aside from the, of course, we donate all the money for scientific research and everything like that. But for me, the most important is the community aspect where we truly have community and support for people that are going through this and the things that I was just talking about. Um, and I personally respond to every single message that comes through. And I, I don't know that I'll ever be able to give that up because this started from an Instagram page. Um, when I was diagnosed with the thyroid disease and I didn't know what it was and I was scared to tell anybody that I had it and I just searched the hashtag thyroid on Instagram and I saw that there was this whole community of rare disease and chronic illness illness patients um, and I started posting my journey and then I started seeing like all these parents coming saying oh my god my daughter has this and what did you do for this and then people were asking me like how did you recover from the surgery and first I saw the negative stuff that happened from the surgery and I I've never had an issue ever with my thyroid since I had the surgery so I wanted to squash that real quick um but then I started following everything else and um people were sending me stuff in the mail like drawing me pictures of like the butterflies I mean I just couldn't believe how many lies you were touching and I just knew that uh, this is something that I wanted to do not only for this, but for as many things as I possibly could. So staying in nonprofits, um, it was definitely like my home. So that is where from the heart management really came into play. I worked at another company called Magellan Management for six years. Um, the person, um, be very transparent about this. The person was like a mother to me. I was a succession plan. And now things work out like you think that they're going to. Um, and I'll just say I, I ended up starting my company. Um, and I stayed, like I said, with the nonprofits. We also have a side that um, works with for-profit companies. But I will not, and we say this with a very straight and clear face, I will not work with any company or any project or any person if there is not a purpose-driven goal attached to it. So you could say that again. Yes. And say, um, Emily here is a $5 billion check. We want you to do this. But if it doesn't have a purpose-driven goal behind it, we will decline. And I know people are like, you know, bullshit, but that's, it's (laughs) true. Right. Um, It's the truth. It's the reason I wake up every day again and know that God is keeping me alive. And it's just what keeps me going. Um, And like crawling on the ground sometimes to get to my medicine is knowing that, you know, I'm I'm saving someone else on the other side of that. So that is what we do. We love what we do. We're like, all of our clients are like family to us, truly. Um, We joke around like texting them if we haven't heard from them or talk to them in a day or two. We're like, are you dead? Like you haven't harassed me yet today. Um, All of them, like we're very close and I love it. And, you know, that's why, like we were joking earlier, I don't take vacations. I don't take days off. It gets hard sometimes, but um, you know, I can't, I have obligations and I stick to them. So from the heart management, what exactly do you do there? 
So we act as an extension for a nonprofit organization's staff. So some of them will have staff and then we just come in and help them where needed. But for most of them, we are like turnkey management. So we truly act as their staff when they don't have it. So we do anything from their accounting and marketing, conference planning. Some of them will have publications like magazines. We'll do their magazines for them. Lobbying up in Tallahassee, they need lobbying, um, anything. I mean, we truly run the entire organization from one end to the other. Um, and then if it's a, a corporate company that is not obviously nonprofit or 501c3, for them, then usually it's something that's just uh, marketing involved. So well, we don't ever really just do like social media. I'm not, you know, I run enough Instagram pages. That's not really my sweet spot, but we'll do that for our, like our existing clients. But we'll do like strategic long range planning and stuff like that. Um, but more, I'm more of like an analytical person. So when you see people sitting there typing on spreadsheets behind a computer, you know, like the cartoons, like that's me with the glasses on. That's who I am. I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine that. I, I kind of see you as like out there, social butterfly. I'm not that person. It. Like I'm forced to. I always joke around like, oh, like Meta owns me now. And like, <laughs> right. that's right. not who I am. Mm-mm. That is amazing. Pajamas, oh my goodness. Pants and a hoodie and my computer in my lap all day long. Right. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it works in uh, Emily, this, uh, cause I, I love being in the midst of a foundation with a beautiful mission. And, uh, you know, I'm a nonprofit guru. I have about 70, 000, uh, 70 nonprofits that's on the ground doing well that I helped start. But this right here, you're also talking about building a community in addition to the foundation to from the heart management. Tell us about, talk about that part because it's hard to build a community. Yes. So aside from, and it's launching today. Yes. I'm very excited about this. So aside from power of the patients, um, this came up actually, I just had this idea not that long ago, and this is probably going to be the, the one, this is going to be my legacy. Um, I always talk about legacy and what is legacy, you know, uh, these entrepreneurs and people, everyone's going to be behind. I speak at a lot of business events um, with really high ticket entrepreneurs that are, you know, sitting up here at the top of their company. And I always say to them, you know, being up here, it just isn't enough. Like, what are you doing? What is your legacy going to be? And, you know, what is your purpose? Again, like that purpose-driven thing. Money isn't everything. And for me, um, it's just leaving a legacy of hope and kindness and change for people. So I I really was trying to figure out, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I have leukemia. I can live longer I hope or it could take me out tomorrow I just don't know and so I needed to find something that I could leave that was going to continue doing the work that I'm doing for me so I was like okay it has to obviously be some sort of platform but how am I going to do it and so I decided to launch this platform it's called heart h-a-r-t centered life um and it's going to have courses or it does have courses now um on there but it also has a community so I hate to compare it to like its own Facebook, but it's kind of like its own internal social media platform where everybody can stay connected with each other. So you can take the courses if you want to, and they'll kind of be two directions. One will be more of like 
centered towards entrepreneurs and people that want to have that kind of education. But the other is going to be more for people that want to go through transformation and mindset and learn like really the strategies that I use to get through like something called the Silva method I practice every day. Um, and that definitely helps keep me alive and things like that. And then once they've gone through the courses, though, I, I'm not going to be one of these people that's like, come join my transformation school. And then when you finish, you know, all 10 courses, I'm going to be like, but wait, there's more and continue to take your money. And then after that, there's more and I'm going to take your money again. Like, no, that's fake. And I will never do that. I genuinely want to help people. But then you get to stay in the community for free after that so that you still have each other to lean on if like, you know excuse my mouth, like shit hits the fan again in your life. And, you know, or somebody passes, everybody's going to continue, unfortunately, but like families, members pass away in your family, you have someone to lean on and, and you can get through it together for like building the community of good people. There are good people in the world still today, yes. as much as it needs yes. someone to say, because look at all of you sitting here listening to this. I know you're all good people. And, you know, it's just going to be a community filled with them that can lean on each other and, Hopefully, if this works, it'll be easier to find them. So I'm very excited to launch it. I know I recently was honored by this organization called IOTP. It's International Association of Top Professionals. And when I met these people, I went to their first event. And everybody that was honored is somebody that has impacted an organization that's change-driven. And I truly felt like I was at home. It was like, oh, like my my people. And it felt so good to be around people like that. Cause I don't like always fit in, you know? Cause it's like you don't always feel it. it's like you're at the Miss America pageant and you're staying there being like world peace and like joking around. But it's the truth. I'm like walking around trying to live my life like that. It's not every day that you have people like that. And that's not like to pat myself on the back. It's the truth though. And it's hard, especially down here in South Florida. And when you find like a home like that, it really changes things around for you. And with this platform, I'm trying to build that for a lot more people and I'm going to monitor the crap out of it. And I'm not going to let people that are going to come in there thinking they're going to bully others around like that's just not going to happen. And um, if people want to do it, I mean, it's going to be so cheap anyway, but if people want to do it and they think they can't afford it, then it's free for those people. This is genuinely to make a change and start pushing people into the right direction. If everybody changed slightly, look at how different this world could be. You're going to have to shift a little bit to go into the, the community, um, Emily. And it's launching today. How do people join? Is it? Do you have a, like a link or something where we can go in and take a look at it? I'm excited about this. And we can put it into the chat um, as well. <laughs> heartcenteredlife.com is all you have to do to go to join very easy <laughs> you can click there um and then everybody here that's listening today you guys can join for free i did i made a code for everyone um i can just do luxury heart is the code all capitals and then you guys can have a, a free subscription. So um, it's not just a one-time thing. You'll have a, a free lifetime subscription because you're getting in with me at the ground level. I'm super excited. Um, and, you know, I'd love to have you guys be a part of it. But like I said, it, this is, you can tell how passionate I am about it when I'm when speaking about it. This is definitely my legacy. This is what I want to be remembered by, um, you know, and 
I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm super passionate about it. I just hope that, you know, together we can all make a difference and have a community of people, you know, that are like-minded and want to continue learning and, you know, just make the world a better place. This is going to be exciting. Uh, Luxury Heart, H-A-R-T. H-A-R-T. So if you don't get that right, then you don't get into this community. Uh, there you go, luxury heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone put it in there, and so you get an opportunity to get into a community. And this, I mean, it it take a rocket scientist to build a community because it's like the Facebook community, Emily, and you've done it, and you were able to get this up um, right before the show. So, kudos to you, and I know that you're going to have. Uh, People coming in, instructors, donations, people are going to wow you for this, uh, doing this. So I definitely want to be one of the people to promote it because that's the other part. Like I told you, always do. we want to have you teaching on it. I mean, we're, we're definitely want to collaborate. I'm, I'm not just going to be the only one saying there talking about my mindset. You know, I want to have other people, other leaders, you know, um, for sure. We're, we're definitely going to be picky of who we have on there. Um, but obviously somebody like you, a thousand percent. Um, and the vision is big. I mean, what I'm planning to do, and I've got to get it done quick again, because my, my clock is ticking, but I have a huge vision for this. Um, the jewelry I'm wearing on if you guys have seen the hearts, um, this is Hearts Purpose. My friend makes this beautiful jewelry. Um, but this also is uh, has RFID technology in it. And this is going to eventually become um, a part of this platform as well, where, you know, with our bracelets, you can like bump wrists and you'll be connected on this platform. Um, you can, you know, be connected on LinkedIn. There's a lot of stuff that's coming and it's going to be coming very quickly, obviously, again, because I need to be here to see it and focus all of it. So it's moving fast. Um, it's going to be very, very, very cool. And this all, like you said, it gives 25% to leukemia patients. Um, I mean, we're moving this. This is going to be awesome and it's going to be a part of something much bigger. I told you guys, and you are going to be here, uh, Emily, you got this legacy that I I look at me talking to someone who is leaving a legacy and I'm all big on that. And I'm going to be a part of that legacy. How cool is that, that you, you are reaching, reaching lives of women, reach one, teach one on your community, right? You're reaching one and you're teaching one. Now that is a community. So I really want to thank you for that. And you also, you have a online store and let's talk about the best part. How did you get on the Forbes magazine (laughs) for the December issue, the cover? (laughs) Um, Um, yes, I do have an online store with the most amazing person in the world, Chauncey Keller, who is my guardian angel from uh, heaven sent above itself. Uh, she, I can't say enough good things. I'm, I'm anybody that's already heard or read about me or any of my stuff. I'm sure is sick of me talking about her. I always joke. Um, but she just is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, we do have an online gift store. We give a portion of the proceeds to a different charitable organization each month as well. Um, and we are in some hospital gift shops. So that one also means a lot to us. Uh, Forbes, I'm a member of the Forbes Business Council. Um, uh, so I'm a contributor to the council posts. 
And I just got an email for Forbes to have a separate article written about me. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I'm a bit as shocked as you were, to be honest. Um, well, all I, I can say my friends is... I have very dark humor, and I always just joke, you know, when you're dying, you have a good story. People want to write about it. Hey, you definitely. You, um, you have the story. <laughs> yeah, we're, I, yeah. I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. Yeah. For me, it's Eat just it up. all this stuff is just uh, the more platforms I can have to, um, you know, do good for the world, the better it is. And none of this is like, hey, look at me. It's just for me to put the these platforms out there. So. You're so humble, and I certainly do appreciate that. It's like coming from the heart. Um, are you looking for donations from people, or how are you? We would love, thank you. Uh, yes, I need more puppy now. Um, <laughs> we would love to have, like, sponsors for the platform. It would be awesome. I I am wearing this very cool jacket from um, White House Black Market. They, I'm very short. I know you can't see, but I'm only 5'2". <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a half, but I think I definitely lied on my license. Um, and uh, I, so I told them I put a, a banner across the top of them for stuff like that um, to promote the platform because we are, like I said, going to start doing this stuff with the RFID and it's all going to go back in there. The um, empower the patients donations there go straight towards like transplants and things like that. Um, so, you know, there's things sponsorships can go to different places um it just depends what kind of um sponsorship you're you're looking for the platform though it does definitely have um good spaces if you have a business that you're looking to promote that can go like directly into classes as learners are learning so that is a good uh, cool place for a sponsorship if you have a yeah. business that you're looking to promote <laughs> I love that. I love that because then everyone will see it if it's yeah, there. So yeah. that's a great, that's a great idea. And as yeah. you're moving into uh, this space, uh, do you have a team of people working with you? I do. Yes, I have a very, very. And so Nathan Harris helped me get this launched very quickly. I'm super, super thankful for him. He's going to be the director of education. He's been working with me for many, many years, all the way back from Magellan. and everybody. Actually, I'm very proud to say that I have 0% turnover rate, maybe because they're like, <laughs> I was going to say a really bad joke, like this girl's going to, this girl's going to kick it anyway soon. Like, we'll get rid of her. <laughs> She'll not get rid of us. Um, but <laughs> such a um, no, I I haven't. Everybody says me, my graphic designers, everyone. Um, I'm super lucky. They truly are my family. I even feel awkward. Like, I mean, they are my staff, right? Or like my team, but I always am just like, oh, it's my coworker. Like, it's weird calling them that. I don't like it. It's very awkward to me. Um, they are just my team. We're all a team. We're all on the same level. We're on the same playing field. I might own the company or whatever, but it's just very weird to me to call them that. So I do have help. I love them. They're my family. I don't know what I would do without them. Um, I mean, we hang out all outside of work all the time. These people truly are part of my everyday life. Would you consider yourself a servant leader? Yes. I would consider myself, to, I let them boss me around. <laughs> <I think laughs> 
<laughs> they see the good in you, uh, Emily, and that that's so uh, that you wake up every morning and you just have something to live for. You have your heart and it's centered and you're leaving a legacy and you've been recognized as an empowered woman of the year for 2023 by the International Association of Top Professionals. That's a testament in itself. How did you get there? You know, these awards, it's almost like it's uncomfortable for me to talk about and to receive. <laughs> um, I'm super excited about going to New York for that trip. Um, they're putting me on the NASDAQ billboard, which I'm so excited. That's like once in a lifetime, I feel like. Um, after that, I almost am like, I've had it like enough. Thank you for the recognitions. I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't know. I feel like it's weird to be honored for being a good person. Um, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? I understand um, the newer ones, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I just feel awkward. And it's awkward to sit there. It was very awkward having to sit here and listen when you were talking about me. And okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to just give. Imposter syndrome, I guess. That's what it is. Imposter syndrome. I heard about that for the first time this year. So yeah, you did. That's, yeah, that's you. Yeah. So. No, we're going to send that that love and, and energy. All of those things belong to you. And I want you to I want you to embrace that. I want to congratulate you for being on the cover of the Ford magazine. <laughs> I also want to extend our, our heartfelt love to you, Emily, for being the real deal. I don't like authentic people. I like people who are the real deal. And for you just sharing your personal story and you went deep. And I look forward to really celebrating with you your success. I appreciate you being on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint on a dime. You did it. You did it. And I asked you, uh, Chanti said who you were and that's exactly who you are is what she said. So you have a bright future. You have a legacy. You have all these achievements. On top of that, you went to chemo. As a nurse, I know what you are doing through, going through. And here you are showing up on this platform. This is what I call true resilient guides. And as we're coming to a close, guys, Emily, what's what's one word, a couple of tips that you can leave with your audience? And how can they play with you? Oh, God. I, this is the question I was good at the end, and I always just stumble. Um, you know, reach out to me, please, if you need anything, if there's anything that I can do. Um all the links I'm sure will be dropped and everything like that. Um, but you know, from the heart, LLC.com and all that. Um, but the biggest thing always I say, you've heard, you know, my story, it's probably 10% of it. All the bones in my face have been replaced with metal except like my forehead, but I haven't had food since October of 2021 because of the surgeries in my face. I live on smoothies, you know, you have no idea what the person next to you is going through. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm a classic case of that. Um, 
and like always smile when you're walking by a person because it can change your entire day. All the things that you hear, you know, you've always rolled your eyes and your parents told you like they're true. Um, and just try to make the world like slightly better every day and it will change your life so much and um, advocate for yourself. You never Thank know you. when it's going to be like your time and just advocate Thank you so much, Emily. And guys, as we're coming to a close, my next guest is going to be Dr. Nolani Valentine. She's going to be coming all the way from Florida and she's going to be uh, debuting her book. And her book launch is A New Life from Near uh, Near Death. And that's the topic that we're going to talk about. And this is uh, coming. She'll be here, um, let's see, November the 28th at 2 p.m. Central standard time drum roll she's also going to be on my platform as i celebrate my birthday uh november the 28th so i will see you guys then happy thanksgiving do not miss it we'll talk later thanks thanks for joining us today on the luxury lifestyle blueprint podcast with b baylor we hope today's discussion has helped you to make positive changes that will set the blueprint for living your luxurious lifestyle. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.